You're listening to Humanize Me with Bart Campolo. Okay. Are you ready? I am ready and we're recording. Hold on, I need to take a, a drink. Okay, you're going to get a drink? No, I just need to take one. Okay, I'm ready. What is that Pause. noise back there? Somebody just decided to start hammering in the next room. I'm not sure why. <laughs> They're like, oh, you're going to do a podcast now? Let me hammer. <laughs> so it, it hopefully it won't last too long. It, okay, it we should wait doesn't. probably till it stops. Oh, definitely. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> I'm going to go out and check. Okay. Totally non-invasive question. I'm just wondering, like, how long do you reckon you're going to be back? Just about 20 more seconds. About 20 more seconds? Okay. Right. No, it's only because I'm supposed to record an interview with somebody. Oh, okay. And I was just like, the little noises don't hurt, I went out and I said, like, I don't... This I, like, is non- I like how you said that. I heard, I heard you. I, yeah. I liked, I liked so how you sweet. said it. Say 20 seconds. I'm like, good. We're good. <laughs> yeah, you have every right to be banging your meat. Well, I shouldn't say it that way. What is he actually doing out there? He was tenderizing meat. So he was banging... Oh, is he that was, what he's doing? Yeah, he was hitting, he was oh, hitting oh. the meat. Yeah. So it was actually, he was banging the meat, banging his meat. Um and who wouldn't want to do that? From, who doesn't want to do that from time to time? <laughs> All right. You ready to go? No, not now. No, that's where we're going to start right there. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Humanize Me. And John, welcome back to Humanize Me. Hi. All right. So, so here we are, which means it's a Q&A show. It is. All right, which is great. But before we get to the Q&A, there's some stuff I want to say. Okay. So the first thing I want to say is I want to say thank you to Sarah and Lou Johnson because they are our latest partners through Patreon. They're the latest people that have stepped up and said, we love this podcast and we're going to get behind it. We're going to help you do it. And these are people I know and love. So you know Sarah and Lou? I do. I know them both. Yes. And love them both. And so, you know, not every like the truth of the matter is is though, like I looked I look at other people on the list and I don't I don't know them personally yet, but I still mm-hmm. love them because right, right. they're making this happen. So yeah. Very so cool. Well, welcome Sarah and Lou. Yeah. So there you go. And uh the second thing is like before I made the stupid joke about the meat tenderizing guy, I was saying, have you looked at that Post Secret website lately? Post Secret is a site where people put, uh, people send this guy, Frank, their yes. postcards, but they send them like with pri- sort of like secret messages or pri- their private inner thoughts. Yes. And they're, and they're works of art, each postcard, like they decorate a postcard and send it to them. It's, it's like one of the world's largest ongoing art projects. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I just, every now and then I go back there. I mean, cause he was, he was interesting on the show, 
But like, I actually, I, I don't think I did as good a job of interviewing him as I might have, because when I, the more I familiar I am with the site, the, it's just a deep site. Right. I mean, I mean, I, I really feel like he's doing a service by creating a space and, and, and being somebody that people can in a weird way unload on and in a weird way get validated by. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, mean, I mean, it's, it's kind of unique too. Like I, I don't know of any other spaces on the internet that are like that. Uh, I mean, I'm it's just, yes, yeah, no. it's, it's a beautiful thing. And and the other thing is, I mean, I think, you know, in, in this, like a lot of people are complaining right now about how siloed we are and how we mm -hmm. only hear people that agree with us about stuff. And the interesting thing is because these people are, are thoughtfully putting up their stuff anonymously, you really do hear from people who think very differently than you. Right, um, right. And, and whose and yet, life experiences are so different. Yeah, and, and in a vulnerable way. And so anyway, I just, just. Yeah, it, I'm a fan. Yeah, okay, so there you go. All right, so I just wanted to say that. And I, you know, you're gonna have to forgive me. I mean, this this podcast feels so personal to me sometimes. So I can't tell if I've actually recommended things. Like I, I can't I can't remember all the recommendations. But all I can say is like to all of my friends these days, in almost every conversation, it comes back around to, I really think you ought to read this book by Johan Hari, called Lost Connections, which is a, a kind of a, a, a very different take on depression and anxiety. Mm -hmm. And I, I what I end up saying to people is like, look. It doesn't matter if you're depressed or anxious yourself. You totally know somebody who is. It's part of all of our lives. It's epidemic. And he is suggesting that it's a symptom of a larger malady, which is this lost connection idea. And that we're, we're medicating the symptom instead of addressing the real problem. And it's it's brilliant. It's a brilliant book. And he's a, he's a brilliant guy. And I just, I, can I, yeah, yeah, but can I make a comment on that though? Yeah. I haven't read this book. I mean, I'm looking at it on Amazon right now. I pulled it up when you started talking about it and you know, I'm, I'm very tempted to take your advice and just order it and have it here, you know, this week to read. I, but here, here's, here's my sort of thought on that. When you say he sort of diagnoses not a problem with the individual, but a societal kind of problem is what it sounds like you're saying. Like this is bigger than just, you know, so, like a chemical cause in someone's brain. This is about how we're structuring society. That begins to sound like a very difficult problem to correct to me. Well, what's what I mean? interesting like, is that he has like the book is is partly analysis and then partly is like here are a bunch of things that have worked for a lot of people. Including oh, that's me. cool. Yeah, and so it's 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 actually very it's one of the more hopeful books I've read because it's sort of like try this, try that other thing. Like there, and and he doesn't say like one thing will work for everybody. He's like, here are mm -hmm. some things that have worked for some people. And okay, I'm ordering it. Yeah, I'm ordering it's, it. it's good. You know, anybody that knows me knows that whatever book I read last, like it's referenced in every conversation. It's like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, but you read some good stuff. And and this is this is really worthwhile. So okay, so enough of that. All right, great. Now. I know you got a question. I do. So go for it. Okay, so this just came in a few days ago from one of our supporters on Patreon. Uh, and I think it's very relevant to some stuff that I know is going on for you, Bart. Here's the question. Hi, Bart. Just a short note to say how much I appreciate what you're doing. Having come out of evangelical Christianity six years ago, I found the journey to be completely exhilarating 
yet intensely lonely. At one point, I thought I was leaving a strange minority called Christians and joining a majority of non-religious people who were actively engaged in figuring out the world. However, I quickly realized I was now part of another strange minority who actually want to create meaning in a secular way. Although there have been a few authors and podcasters I've appreciated as companions and guides, it's been incredibly refreshing to have discovered someone who is actively grappling with these ideas while also focusing on community, something I long to be a part of and help build in my area. I'm convinced there are others like me nearby, but connecting with them and finding those who have a similar interest in exploring what a humanist community could look like is proving very hard. I'm fairly shy, and I don't want to broadcast too strongly about my new worldview, as my wife is a believer and her parents are leaders within my former church. I would really appreciate any words of wisdom you may have on this. For now, the podcast gives me hope that I'll be able to find others who want to do something similar and helps compensate for my not yet having people with whom to discuss what living a good life means. Thanks again, Phil. Cool. What a great, what a, I mean, like, I love that letter. And you're right. It is, it is a good time to get that letter. I think I've talked, not lately, but when I first moved back to Cincinnati, I sort of talked about the, the, the all the local people that have sort of reached out and said like, Hey, that, you know, that group you built with students out at USC, could, could you build something like that here? Like we could really, we could really use something like that. And, and in the end we did, Marty and I started um, throwing these potluck dinners. Initially it was like every week and then it went to every other week. Um, and we would do these Sunday potlucks where, you know, just people would bring food and, 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 and we would eat together. And you know, I, I, I sort of, I, I rented out a, a, a kitchen and a dining room at a local church on Sunday nights to do this thing. Oh, cool. Initially, I thought like, well, this is amazing. Like, you know, it started out with like 20 people and sometimes there would be like 30 or 35, sometimes even 40 people that would come to this thing. And it felt like a church potluck, you know, people talking and sharing their experiences. And, um, and, and that group of people, like we went on a retreat together, people became friends with each other. There was some really good stuff happening, but I started to notice a really weird trend. And that is some people would come and they would go like, this is amazing. It's so great to be in a room full of people who like share my values and all that stuff. And some of them had similar backgrounds and histories and then they wouldn't come back. Mm. And then I would, I would invite other people and they would sort of go like, yeah, that's not really my, that's not really what I'm looking for. And, and then I started following up on people who had loved it, but didn't come back. What they said was coming to a potluck dinner it puts a lot of social pressure on me. Like I sit down at a table with eight other people or, you know, the four people right across from me or whatever. And I need to engage them in conversation. And I said, yeah, but I put out these questions on the table, like to foster conversation. And they said, yeah, that's great. But <laughs> if you're sitting across from somebody who's a little bit socially awkward, you don't connect. Or if you're just feeling like you don't have much to share that night, like you're, you're feeling a little bit inward, mm -hmm. you're on the spot. Right. And not everyone's an extrovert. No. And what's more is like, if you come with two people and you sit with those two people, you might end up having most of your conversation with the two people that you came with. Right. Yeah. That's classic, right? Yeah. 
And so as it went on, the other thing is, is that what I realized was, is that Marty, myself, um, one of my friends, you know, a couple of my friends who are, who are sort of like former church leader types, when we would talk about it afterwards, we'd be like, I'm exhausted after the potlucks. And like, oh yeah, me too. And he's like, why? Because you're running around trying to make sure that everybody's having a good time, that everybody's in a good conversation, that nobody's getting pinned down by somebody they don't really want to be talking to. Like you're trying to like facilitate everybody having a good time. Yeah. And um, eventually when I started to talk to some of the people that were coming, they were still like, you know what? Those are nice, those potlucks. But I, I kind of wish I could go to something that's a little bit more like church. Mm-hmm. And, and when I did that East Lake thing, some of the people went to the website and they were like, ah, oh, that looks like what I'm like, music and a talk and some readings and some quiet space. And they were like, I want to go to something where it's like going to a concert where I attend, but I, I don't have to, I don't have to participate if I don't feel like it. Yes. I love to go sometimes to have coffee in a coffee. It doesn't mean I want to talk to everybody. I just want to be surrounded by other human beings. Mm-hmm. And they were like, I want to be part of, like, I want to engage in community at that level. But what they kept saying to me was, I wish there was something that was a little bit more content driven. Right. Does that make sense? It does. That's a good term too. Um, and the other thing was, is, is, that our, is, is that as our potlucks became less frequent, they were like, I kind of want something that's regular, like that I can look forward to. And some of them were also like, Sunday nights, oh, I got kids, we got school, work the next day. Like, there was a reason we like doing stuff on Sunday mornings. Like, that's a real dead time during the week. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it, it was sort of like, oh. And, and, and Marty and I sort of realized like, that we were missing that, that we, we kind of wanted to be part of something where we would be inspired. Right. So we got together with a few of the people from the potluck and we started talking about it. And we, we got this idea like, oh, like we'll rent a big room and we'll, you know, we'll, some of them were former music ministers in, in church and they're like, we can get, we'll get a band together. And like, they're like, we'll put on a show. Like maybe once a month, almost like a Sunday assembly type thing. Yeah. Um, except the difference would be that we want to be overtly about pursuing love as a way of life. Like they were like, they were sort of humanized me people. Yeah. And so we had this whole plan and then we started looking for venues to do it in. Do you know it's really expensive to rent a venue for, th- for like two or 300 people? Yeah, I, I have no idea how much that would be, but you're saying it's not cheap. It's like you're running a wedding reception every week. Hmm, right. You know, it, it was like th- some of these places would be like, oh, yeah, we'd love to have you for like $1,500. You know, and like, we do not have that kind of money. Mm-hmm. So, so when we couldn't find the venue, Marty and I were away one weekend and they were planning. When we got home, they were like, you know what? We're sick of planning. So we decided that we're just, we just want to start doing this in your dining room because it's the biggest room that any of us have because Marty and I just renovated this house and it has this big old dining room that like we blew out some walls and stuff yeah. and we made a big space and uh, they were like we figure if we take down your dining room table like we could fit like 20, 30 people in there which is true 
And so a week and a half ago, mm-hmm. we did that. We, we, we planned it out and we had our first, I mean, like, I mean, you know, and, and it's funny, like it's, if it sounds like humanist house church, that's about what it was. Yeah. Um, but it was, I mean, it was tight, man. It wasn't like, so, it wasn't like book group. Like this wasn't a discussion meeting. Mm-hmm. This wasn't, this was a show in the sense of the people that planned it, planned it out. And so when you got there, it started at 10 and it started with a guided meditation. A woman got up, my friend Leah got up and she led us through a five minute meditation that was sort of aimed at helping us to notice our breath and be present in the space that we were in. So cool. And then Marty got up and she she explained that we were going to do a kind of a kind of listening exercise that was based on an ancient practice called Lectio Divina. And in this case, she was going to read a poem and then we were going to sit in silence and think about it for a minute. And then she was going to read it a second time. And then nobody was going to talk about what it meant or like, like they were, they weren't going to like ex- describe, explain it. They were simply going to say what, what it made them think or feel what it's, how it struck them. Mm-hmm. In, in like a sentence or two. And so she read this beautiful poem by David White um, and uh, called Everything is Waiting for You. And the poem was meant as part of a larger theme because like we were, we had already planned in advance that after the poem was read, we would show this video, which was like basically just a four minute trailer from the planet earth documentary. Right. Yeah. Um, that shows all these beautiful animals and nature, like struggling to stay alive and all that stuff. And then I gave like, then, then, then it, was, it didn't have to be me, but this time it was me giving like a, you know, a 12 to 15 minute talk. Mm-hmm. And in this case, it was like a talk about noticing that all, you know, n- that noticing is something that all living things do and that, you know, and, and, and kind of the talk was about how life itself is the ultimate value or is the original value that from the, from the moment there were single celled organisms, they had to notice what was around them in order to get the energy and the food that they needed to, to keep going to propagate life. And that basically all of our noticing is attached to our fundamental value that is I want to, I want to, I want to live and I want to propagate life forward. Right. It's about lo- being loyal to life itself, mm-hmm. which is kind of the beginning of a humanist worldview. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And then, and then there was, then we played a classical song after the talk so that people had a few minutes just to think about what they had heard. And then we did some announcements and then they, the, the, the music guy played a Louis Armstrong song. Um, it, what a wonderful world, which is a little bit about noticing what people, what, what people are doing and what it really means. Love that song. And, uh, and then it was over and we had uh, coffee and tea and cookies. Nice. And, and everybody, and it was over in 45 minutes. Right. And so how, how did you feel it went? I mean, so this was the first time, right? Yeah. And, um, Feelings afterwards, thoughts, did, did people respond well? Did they like it? It felt like, I mean, as soon as it was over, the room exploded into conversation. 
like like a good coffee hour after 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 a good you know you remember that from your church days oh yeah but like it was like ah that was great now i can you know and then people started connecting and talking with each other and so the energy was great um but for me the most exciting part of it was that i woke up that morning sunday morning and i i didn't care if anybody else came I just knew that I wanted to spend an hour thinking about life and why it's valuable to me and, and being sort of pushed in the direction of being a more thoughtful and, and, and aware and loving person that way. I'm like, I just wanted to do it for myself. And, and, you know, that's not how I felt about everything I've done in the world of community building. Sometimes I'm like, I'm doing this for other people. Or I'm trying to make this thing happen for people. And I was like, nah, but this is what I want. Right, right. Yeah, you're doing it for yourself as much as anyone. I want the content. Right. I want the I want I want the regular dose of inspiration. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's the thing. It's like it was it was it was a little bit like when you were reading that note from Phil. Mm-hmm. I was thinking like, yeah, me too, Phil. Me too. Right. Like I, I <laughs> right? Right. And, well, no, and I, I can tell why you were sort of giving me this sort of account of last week in response to Phil's letter, because it's very much like, it sounds exactly like what he's looking for. I think it is. Yeah. I think it's what a lot of people are looking for. I think so too. And, well, and, and f- most people don't live in an area where they have a Sunday assembly or an oasis or an East Lake or something like that. Most people, you know, the, the, the most they can even conceive of is maybe having some people over to their house. Yeah. And, you know, and, and even the Sunday assembly people tell me that like that when you put on those big shows, it's, it's a lot of work. It takes a lot of skilled people and a lot of time and energy. That's why they only do it once a month. Well, and that, that those uh, venue fees that you were talking about. Right. And so these guys were like, you know, you, you know like as we were talking with my game, they were like, we, when we, when we first did it, we did not know if we would do it again in a month or do it quarterly or do it, you know, like never or, and when it was over, the gang that organized it looked at me and said, we could do that every, we could do that every other week if we wanted to, Like that wasn't hard. I'm not tired. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, we could do that every other week. And they were like, yeah, we should, because we have coffees now every other week. You know, they're like, just everybody shows up at a coffee shop on Sunday morning at 10, if you want to, if you want to meet some people. Um, and those are like, those are very informal, but, but they were like, we should do this content thing twice a month. And so we decided like, okay, we'll do it. Because they were like, the hardest thing, the, 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 the hardest thing about it was coming up with the, the talk. For that's you, the thing. For, for whoever's going to do the talk, that's the most, that's the, that's the most difficult part. Yeah, like, because we had picked a theme, which was this paying attention. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and really, I, I guess, kind of the ultimate message was pay attention to the fact that life is the original value of all living things. Like, before they value anything else, every living thing values life. No, man, it sounds really exciting because it's like you always know what the what the sort of the range of topics are going to be if you go to if you go to a christian church you know yep. like you know you know what the kinds of things they're going to talk about but it's really exciting to kind of like hear what a humanist is that what you would call it a human or or would you call it just secular or how what, how would you I mean, describe it i mean it's what we, like it's you know humanism means different things to pe- different people like 
it's if somebody like news me and they're like, well, that's Bart's kind of humanism. Right. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll take that. Okay. So we don't um, maybe have perfect terms, but if, but if it's sort of this hu- humanist. It, you know what it would be? It would be humanize me humanism. Right. Like if you listen to this podcast and you, you catch the vibe of what we're, what we're talking about here, it was that. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's really exciting to hear what, uh, what that kind of like 45 minutes looks like when it's done from that perspective. I, I, you know, and, 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 and the interesting thing was for me was that, you know, we decided to do it. And like I said, the talk was the hardest part and we've already planned the next week one. And like my little planning committee came over to the house and like, it took us an hour for them to give me the notes for the talk they want me to give. Like, and we argued and talked, like we, we, we whittled it down, like coming up with the talk, that's hard work. That's the, that's the hard part. Yeah. And, and, and how and many I, people are on that little uh, committee? Uh, there's five of us that meet to do that. And, and it could have okay. been, could have been more or less. I just grabbed five people that were, that had been talking to me about, about it and, and, and that I thought would work well together. Yeah. And, uh, and they have, it's, it's, it's been, it's been a neat, neat group. And I'm sure that some people rotate in and some people rotate off, but like the point the, 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 I think the thing that I, we realized was, is as soon as it was over with, people were like, that was easy, except for the talk. And they're like, we're lucky, you know, and they all were like, we're lucky we have you, Bart. Like, you're a professional <laughs> talker. Right, yeah. You've and done like, it for we, a living for, for your entire life. Right. So we can talk, uh, we can decide what the theme that we want to cover. And, you know, and, and they've got themes planned for the next year. You know, and it's all around cultivating loving kindness. Like we'll, we'll, we'll do a week that's about forgiveness and the wisdom of forgiveness. Um, you know, we'll do one about listening. We're going to do one about self-love. The idea being like, you're not going to be very good at loving anybody else. Mm-hmm. Golden rule stuff. If you don't care for yourself. So we're going to do one about self-love. You know, we, so we've got a whole list of kind of topics of things that are all aimed at helping somebody become a more loving person mm-hmm. and, and experiencing more love. Right, um, and, and because it's done in that context of community, it has, it has that built into it. So it's like you're experiencing those things in the context of other people around you. Right, but you don't have to sit around in a circle and, and, you know, and in a sense. Well, you don't have to come up with the stuff yourself. It's content being provided. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and so, so like I'm, I am, I'm genuine, like, you know, you know this, I'm, I'm excited about this thing. No, it um, sounds amazing. But, but as soon as I saw, like, what's funny is like, as soon as I started tell, I told a friend of mine about that somewhere else and they were like, did you record it? Yeah. And I was like, no. And, and, and she was like, idiot. <laughs> and I said, why? She said, cause like, I would have wanted to listen in. I don't have anything like that. Right. Like, and, and I was thinking about my old buddy, uh, Jay Baker, mm-hmm. who used to run this little church in New York City. I, I think he still does it, the, the Revolution Church. Um, and he only, he only ever had like 10 or 12 people showing up, sometimes 20, you know, you know, I don't know how many it was at, at its height, but I mean, I remember going and speaking at it once and there was, you know, 15 people in a room. Mm-hmm. But he would record it and he had thousands of people that listened to it all over the country. And I thought, maybe we should do that. Yeah, so the idea would be you record what you're doing in Cincinnati and use it as content for 
other people. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. Or, 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 you know, and what I was thinking of is like, okay, so, cause I do, I think it's a lot, I think it's a lot of heavy lifting for somebody to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so on some level, what I'm thinking is, is okay, we'll do all that work. We'll put on our Sunday show. Right. And then on Monday, we'll just upload the whole thing. Like, here's the reading. Here's the poem. If, you know, it won't be the same every time, but like, here are the different things that we did. And somebody like Phil could take it and go like, I can read that poem. So, so it's not just a a room full of people kind of like watching a video, uh, like a long video for 45 minutes. You're saying you give them the, the components. I wouldn't watch any of it except maybe, except the talk. Like, yeah, and, that's yeah, if, yeah. And, and that's unless you see my talk and go like, you know, somebody might see the talk I give on Sunday, on Monday night, and they'll go like, I can give that, I can give a better talk than that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can't, you know, you you could just play that. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever, you know, back in the day, like the, I, 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 there's a mega church here in, in Cincinnati called Crossroads and uh, they have like six campuses. And on Saturday night, the pastor gives, give, they do the service at the main campus and he gives a talk. Mm-hmm. But but at their satellite campuses, they do all the music. Everything is live until they get to the sermon, and then they play his Saturday night talk. Right then, it's then it's piped in, and that's a way that they sort of keep everybody, like they they, they can they can ensure the quality control of that part of the service. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I think for some people, the bar to doing this sort of thing is they're like, we want content, but generating content is really hard. And so, if somebody would generate the content. It would be really fun to get together with our friends or our, even just our family, you know, like as a, as a more, you know, a Sunday morning ritual and go like, let's do this together. Let's let's. Man, it's yeah, it's such a good idea. You know, the, and, and the thing is for people like even Melissa and I. Oh, you could totally do this. Yeah, because we but we just moved cities and, you know, there there isn't anything like. So it sort of opens a door that would not be open in any other circumstance. You know, like there, there is no other circumstance where we would be able to pull it off other than if humanized me was doing the heart, the heavy lifting. Yeah. What Phil said that made sense to me is he's like, look, I'm shy. Like I'm, and I'm not necessarily in a position where I can like put up posters and, you know, like I'd like this thing to happen, but like, I'm not in a position to be the leader and go like, everybody rally around me. Right. You know? But, but, you know, you, you, you find somebody with a living room and you say, hey, you know, what would it be like to do this and to, and to just try it? Yeah. Yeah. So no, I think it's so, a hugely exciting idea. And, 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 and so the main thing was like, for us, this was fairly like, it was, it wasn't, we weren't emotionally drained at the end of it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Marty and I were like, hey, after everybody left, we were like, okay, let's, you want to go for a walk? Yeah, let's go. You know, <laughs> you know we just, we, we, we weren't wiped out. Well, it sounds like it genuinely left you in a better place than you were before it, which is beautiful. Oh, yeah. And and you know what? The next day, I'm sitting around in my living room and I'm going like, what a wonderful world. Yeah. And I thought, that's (laughs) what used to happen to me is that something would get planted in my mind and then- you know, that would bring me back to what we talked about. It would stay about. with you. Yeah. And, and, and there was a, there was an exercise that we were supposed to do where we were supposed, at the end of it, like sort of the benedictory thought was, you know, so this week, look around you and just see, notice, notice what somebody's doing at some point and ask yourself, what does that have to do with 
them their instinct to live or to propagate life. And, you know, like I was, you know, later on in the week, I was watching this mother at at the grocery store Mm -hmm. and I was watching her sort of protect her kid from, from pulling something off the shelf. And I thought like, there it is. Yeah. It's, you know, it's right. It's, it's everywhere around us. Like we love life. Mm-hmm. We want to preserve life. We want to protect life. Beautiful. Yeah. So anyway. I, That's I, awesome. Know. That's awesome. So this yeah. is this thing we're doing. And, and like, rather than me trying to give a seminar and talk about eight principles of community building or this and that, it's like, look, here's a thing that's working for my gang. We're just going to make it available if it's only me and Phil. If Phil, Phil, if you're out there, I hope this is what you're looking for. Like if it's just Phil and in his living room, sort of, you know, playing along with our gang, it'll still have been worth doing. Yeah. So maybe at first, maybe you can just sort of like record the the event. When is the next one? The next one's this coming Sunday. Okay. Yeah. So maybe you can just record it. We'll put it up on Patreon, let people see it. And or see it or hear it, I guess it might be either audio or video. I mean, I'll t- I mean, we don't have. I'm, I'm not teched up yet, but like, we'll we'll use our iPhones and we'll try to get video and audio. But like, you know, and and then you know what I'll do is I'll also. But then build but, it to something better uh, over time. Right, we'll do it on Sunday, and then like, maybe if you can, you post it with like links to the stuff that we use. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so uh, and even if it starts kind of lo-fi in terms of technology, if there's enough interest from people, it's something that we could definitely ramp up and put out in a lot in a lot better quality. You know, what I just sent you. I just sent you the little email that I sent out to my friends that I was inviting to this thing. I got it. And you should post that because like that describes like it's basically like how I invited people to come. And I didn't ask anybody to RSVP. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't want to know, like, cause I didn't want anybody to commit to, to feel like they had to commit. And then like, what if they woke up and they didn't feel like it or whatever the kid, I was just like, it's just like, just like church. Like, yeah. Show up if you feel like it. Right. Right. No sweat if you don't. So I'm going to uh, post that along with the show notes for this episode so people can see it. Yeah. And so this, for, for, I'm, I'm sure that like half of our audience and, and not in a mean way has turned this off by now. They're like, I'm not, th- that's not what I need. That's not, I'm not interested in that question or that answer. But I'm also sure that there's a bunch of people out there that are going like, yes, yes, mm-hmm. le- good. We're finally doing something. Yep. So let's, let, and then, and then, you know, people will probably have, they'll try stuff and they'll be like, that didn't work for us. What about that? And, you know, like we can have a whole conversation about like, we, you know, people can, can interact with us about what we're doing and hopefully we'll come up with a, a, a bunch of content and a bunch of, um, practices I that people it. go like, this is something you can do if, you, if, if, if there's nothing else there out there for you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I'm, I'm very excited not only for that, but for your group in Cincinnati. I think it's awesome. It kind of brings you back to what you have done most of your career. Oh yeah. It's, 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 it's like, you know, it's, a, it's not unlike what we were doing at USC, although, um, although this, this thing is, is, is a little bit more content driven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this. I think this might be a good fit for just the everyday, the everyday people in in my life, and so um, all the humanizers, the humanizers. That's right. Hey, thanks, man. That's awesome. I, yeah, I mean, again, this wasn't an exotic show, but um, if if you're into it, um, it's it's probably it's probably good news. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think all so. Right. So do anything else we got to do? Nope. Nope. We're all good. And uh, I look forward to hearing the audio from hearing audio or seeing video or both from uh, Cincinnati. I'd be really, really interested. Do you, right, do, do you guys have a name for it yet? No, no. We got to figure that out. Yeah. So um, we, we know, we know that it's important and yet we're, you know, like names are sometimes the hardest things to get. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what, for right now, it's just this ga- the Sunday gathering thing that we're doing. <laughs> um, you know, and, 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 and I jokingly <laughs> called it humanist house church to somebody and they were like, that's really cute. That's very descriptive. That really helps me understand what you're doing. Don't ever call it that again. <laughs> Cause they're triggered by that word. I, you know, I don't know. You know, some, I, for me, the, the, the more it sounds like church, the happier I am for other people. It's the worst. You know, no, and, and I, know, I, I, I had this one friend who said to me, listen, I, when I was a Christian, church was the thing I hated the most. Like, I am totally, like, I love our, I love the group. I love hanging out. I love the ideas. I'm totally uninterested in this particular gathering. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was, it was great. Cause I was able to look him right in the eyes. Like, that's great. No problem. Like you shouldn't come. Like, <laughs> you know, you know, sort of like if somebody's like, you know, we're going bowling and somebody's like, I hate bowling. You should not come. Yes. Um, <laughs> but it doesn't mean I don't love you. It just means like, this is not a particular activity that you should engage in. Right. I'll see you um, at the next thing. Exactly. And yeah. so, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I think for some people, uh, th- the fact that this looks and, and smells like a group of people getting together to motivate each other, to live out a particular worldview is freaky. Mm-hmm. And I think for people like Phil, it's like, please get that that's what i'm looking for yeah exactly all right i'm beating that dead horse to, to death i think so i'm, I'm gonna <laughs> say goodbye and we'll catch you next week we'll have a good interview next week i'm really excited about the stuff that's coming up in terms of the people we're going to be talking to thanks bart all right man see you soon bye for more on bart go to bartcampolo.org if you like this podcast please consider supporting it every month and get extra content for it go to patreon.com slash humanize me. Our patrons do make the show happen. Follow us at humanize me pod on Twitter and humanize me podcast on Instagram. You can also join other listeners on our private Facebook group. Just search humanize me on Facebook to ask your own question on the show. Leave it as a voicemail at 424-291-2092. That's 424-291-2092. 2092. And finally, please review us on iTunes. It really helps. Catch you next week. Humanize Me is a production of Jux Media. You could be larger than life. Oh